0: just north of my home, on the side of Sugarloaf Mountain, in the Brecon Beacons. And it's mid-February, but there's definitely signs of spring here. The birds are singing, and this morning I heard a glorious dawn chorus. Probably the first proper dawn chorus I've heard this year. My name is Fergus Collins, and I'm the host of the podcast, which is the Nature and Countryside podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. Every week we go for adventures in the countryside, and this season, season 11, is all about voices of the countryside. And as I speak, there goes a missile thrush. But I can't think of a better voice to wander through the fields, lanes and hills with than that of poet Kenneth Stephen, who's a regular on the podcast. In this episode, Kenneth enjoys a rare, quiet winter's day on his home island of Seal in the Inner Hebrides. And I love his lyrical appreciation of the simple things he finds on his walk. It's the perfect balm to a busy week. Later, join me and the podcast team for a catch-up on all things wild and wonderful. And do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. My email address is editor at countryfile.com. For now, though, I leave you in the hands of Kenneth Stephen.
3: This is the 15th of January, in a new year in 2022, and I deliberately wanted to record the sound of my footsteps there. I'm coming up a track on the Isle of Seal, on the east side of the Isle of Seal, looking out over what we know as Balvicar Bay, so the village of Balvicar. Down below me, the mainland, to my right, across a bit of water, a sound of water, and I would love to say that much else is visible today, but it isn't, because it's overcast, it's far too mild, but at least it isn't raining, because it's been raining for I don't know how many days. It feels like since Hogmanay, since what we term New Year's Eve. No snow even on the distant peaks that I can remember looking at last year. And now, in fact, as I come a little bit higher up the slopes, here at the north end of the island of Seal, or towards it at any rate, where the channel between us and the mainland becomes exceptionally narrow, I'm looking back behind me south towards the wonderful peak the escarpment of, on uh, the island of Scarba. And at least I am seeing that today on what is what we also in Scots call dreich, the drichest of days. I decided to record, though, because it was windless, or pretty much so. There might be a little recorded on um, the machine that I'm using, that I'm operating, but it won't be a great deal he said hopefully. But I'm looking back south and I'm seeing I want to describe it to give a picture of it. It's uh, continues. I have climbed to the top of the highest peak on Scarborough. That's not a mammoth achievement. It's only perhaps 500 feet high. So nothing for those who are used to walking fells and walking higher monroes in Scotland. But it's It's high enough for this part. It's a gradual slope rising from the left-hand side, coming up bumpity bump towards a summit, like a nose that then dives to the west side. And the views afforded from it on days very unlike today are absolutely spectacular. You are at that point to give you a sense of the geography, to remind you of where the island of Seal is, the insignificant island is, From Scarba, you are looking right over west from that top. You're looking to the island of of Mull. um, The east side of the island of Mull and beyond it. If you were able to clear away some of the tops of Mull, you would be looking at the island of the holy island of Iona. Well, why have I come here? Today, at the worst possible time of day, (laughs) around lunchtime, and I can hear my father telling me how silly I am to go out looking for birds and animals in the very middle of the day. But, but, to my joy, there above me is a buzzard. Flap, flap, hover, is what he taught me all those years ago when I was a child, and it's almost right above me. This is... Where we live, where my wife Christina and I live on the island, for whatever reason, there are no rabbits. Here, further north on Seal, there suddenly are rabbits. Hence the buzzards. And uh, it swung away from me now, out over the sea. But, well, I was worried. I really decided that I would take the recorder with me um, and hope for the best. There, I'm seeing another buzzard, a good bit further south of me. It's right over the top of that peak of Scarba that I've been describing or attempting to describe. So we're reasonably well off for for buzzards. And indeed, my word, there's its mate rising up as well. So within the space of (laughs) a minute or so, never work with children and animals, and yet within a minute or so, there were buzzards. I have to say that I don't really quite have the faith to believe that I'm going to see much else in the way of, of wonderful wildlife. I'm looking up as I move away higher up this track and try to get away from the road below the east side road which comes over the bridge of the Atlantic and uh, takes you all the way down to the south end of Seal, what we will think of as the south end, and then the ferry over to another island, the island of Ling. Uh, that road is is usually pretty quiet. I'm now looking down on it, a few hundred yards from me, and uh, of course Murphy's Law dictates that it should be busy on the day that I, I decide to do to get out the recording. And there... Oh, to my great joy, there were some swans moving up the Sound of Seal, heading towards the bridge. And I didn't see them for long enough. I just caught them at the tail end of their their leaving, so to speak. And they were far too far away to record, sadly. But my suspicion is that they were, they would be hoopers. Uh, And we have them in the little lochen. Beside, beside where Christina and I live, and I love coming down. I was writing about them the other day, describing them or trying to describe them, especially in the winter. They're like, to me, shards of ice. Big pieces, beautiful carved edges of snow or ice. They remind me, in many ways, of the little tiny baby uh, icebergs that I used to see in, in Greenland. When I, when I was there uh, lecturing on, on the story of the history of Greenland. And when you came into fjords on the west coast of Greenland, when you came into tiny, tiny little settlements, it's so, so barely populated. There would be a village of perhaps 500 people, which they would perhaps think of in terms of a town. And there would be toy icebergs. And sometimes what the Greenlanders did was actually to go out to the uh, bigger parts of the sea, the more open bits, and they would tow in a toy iceberg just to have it there, perhaps for the children, I don't know, uh, but it was there too <laughs> as decoration for the fjord. Well I'm standing here looking, looking out over it um, today um, to give a greater sense of what this day in the very middle of January is like, everything 's waiting to burst into life there 's a wee bit of bird song. There are houses below me with mature trees i'm not sure what they are. I suspect they might one or two of them might be apples there is There is a little ripple of bird song around me but i'm not i 'm not good enough, as I have said before in my recordings i 'm not good enough at knowing my bird song to know precisely what, what it is. It's just this beautiful 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 semi-muffled um wave melding of different different sounds of, of birds. What's it like today? Well now on the on this middle day, on this very middle day of, of January, it's it's rather nondescript. <laughs> Grey skies above me, it's not grey below though, it would be wrong to say that, the sea is certainly pretty grey. Um, There's still life, even though the bracken, the old bracken is dead, and mainly bent by the, the rain and the wind, as I see it around in this wild bit of meadow around me, with reeds, bracken lying flat and bent by that wind. Rowan trees, um, a lot of rowans on the island of seal I couldn't tell you how many I'm counting from here. Not all together, not a not a group of them, a cluster of them, a, a grove, a copse of rowan, but just ones here and there and there. They are, I love them without their their leaves. I try in my own frail way to paint with oils and... I have never mastered trees. I would love to spend a day with a with a true artist, learning how to master trees. What I love about watching them from here, they're, to give a sense of them, to give a sense of the one that's closest to me, that I'm looking at in detail, it's many parts to its trunk, about four different parts that spread out quite quickly after leaving the ground, they're almost like gnarled, elderly hands buried in the ground. Once they come up, those pieces of the trunk, they split off very quickly into separate, into separate pieces. And then those separate pieces of trunk split off further, about six feet up, into lovely branches. So you have this beautiful splayed effect. It's like a child's fan. And you start with the trunk at the bottom and then rise up this flame of different parts of trunk and branch and twig. You have this beautiful splayed effect. So uh, almost like a scallop shell. And put in mind, of we have many scallops here on, on seal and on the neighboring islands. And that's what I am reminded of now. No life to it yet. No life to any of them yet, but there 's just on the moss on the little branches the twigs, which is of course a wonderful sign of of the air quality here, which is no surprise since we have nothing in the way of industry that would would spoil uh, the treescape that would spoil the vegetation the fauna um, but that's it's a but there 's almost a sign of and two, a reason I hesitated, ah, and our kestrel just went over. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled. You have to believe me, because I can't. I'm watching it now, the wind hover, as Gerard Manley Hopkins, the poet, described it, and there it is indeed, wind hovering. It's up above me, up over the plateau. We do see it very occasionally, and I'm just overjoyed that I should be seeing it today. The speed at which it travels—it's all but gone, all but lost to my eyes now. It's—that's it. It's gone. Up away over onto a ridge, and down and beyond it. What a speed it has gone at! How, how lovely. The pigeons, the wood pigeons, preceded it. Whether they were—I—I'm not wise enough to know, wise enough or, or ornithologists to know whether. Uh, the pigeon uh, pigeons had been in any way scared by the coming of the of the kestrel but that was wonderful to see absolutely wonderful and I'm only sorry that that I couldn't give you a little bit of of the sound of a, a kestrel I'm not sure how on earth that would be even feasible it's it, that's the paradox I think to me as I was thinking about the preparation of this piece of recording I realized that of course what I want are living sounds, but on the other hand, I want to record on a completely still day. This is a perfect day for a recording. The difficulty is, though, finding the sounds that are wanted. Up above me at the moment is uh, a plane. We're on the I have probably said before that we're on the crossing point for, for many planes to the States and North America in general. So those are, that's something that's unwanted. What are the wanted things? What are the things that you yearn for? Well, obviously the sound, the lovely sound of, of running water, of burn water, of, of um, small river water, beck water, or the sea, for that matter. Um, and there, <laughs> another unwanted sound, the sound of a car, a car on, on the road below. So it's finding the sounds that you do want. Um... Oh, and that was a robin. Thank you, robin, for coming in and saving my day with a beautiful burst of, Rowanberry burst of song. Lovely. As I came up the road, not many minutes ago, I was listening to two on either side of the road talking to one another. Uh, And again, I'm not, ornithologist enough to know if they were rivals swearing at one another or a mailing for yes I can see that Robin now. I'm gonna get a little bit closer and try and record him and I will be quiet. Just a little pipe of sound and an even nicer piece. I love the way that robins, when they're sitting at the top, especially the males, they're sitting at the top of somewhere and they just give this little bob. I would love to ask them what that bob means. Whether it's a, a bit of defiance on the part of a defiant little bird, such a brave little bird, I don't know, and the robin as I'm watching him, and he is very definitely a he, because they have bigger tummies, more rounded. He's looking out, surveying what is... Oh, and that's him off. Surveying his territory, and doubtless he had a very strong weather eye on me to make sure that I was not a not a rival, not much danger of that. I love to have, I love to have what I describe um, as conversations with robins. So I'm reasonably, I can do robins in freestyle. What on earth am I talking about? Well, I can imitate a, a robin having practiced for a long time reasonably well, and to, to the extent, to my joy, that a male robin will look all around if I whistle back um, quite loudly and look everywhere to see where this um, rival robin is and usually we can have a a little rally of about six whistles to one another before finally it gets fed up uh, and, and flies off decides probably that I'm a complete impostor and wants nothing to do with me but I I do enjoy occasional secret conversations with 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 robins i have to i have to look carefully all around to make sure that nobody is nobody is watching me and uh, about to take me off and lock me away i'm looking now I've come a wee bit further south, having changed direction because of the robin. And I am seeing, I'm afraid, nothing more interesting than gulls flying overhead in the still air. There's just a, what we would call a smurr of rain in the air. But this really is, I'm afraid, the best of the days that we've had, I suspect, since, since New Year. You feel though, despite, I was talking when I was interrupted, rudely interrupted by a robin, before I was talking about what lay around me. So there's the bracken, there are the rowan trees, there are one or two lone pines over on the mainland. I'm looking at a, really what's a whole swathe of larches on the hillside there with heather Definitely heather behind them. The heather, that wonderful, smoky grey. Well, the whole hillside has a smoky grey character to it. The heather behind, a redder brown, just as you can see where the bits of bracken are, giving it just a very, 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 yes, a bit of orange. Dark, dark, melted and wet orange, and there's the robin back. Still watching me, very definitely watching me. Just giving a little jewel of sound. That's the that's the mainland part. Um, down below me, so as I have said at the beginning, I am standing here on a, a ridge of of hill. Um, below me is the sea, is Bovikar Bay. Oh. A lovely burst from that Robin wanting to get his voice in. Um, and then an island or two out of Balvicker Bay. And I these are islands that I very much want to find out more about. And some boats, just one or two they're mainly shellfish boats, sitting there beside beside the township of of Balvicker and one or two cottages on the mainland there. It's all... That's what I want to say at the end of this. The lovely thing, I think, is that it's all waiting. It's all waiting to burst into life. You feel that... You feel that the spring is... The beginning of the spring is really not far away, especially here on the west coast of Scotland, which is fed and served most wonderfully by the Gulf Stream. even on the nights still when we do have a reasonable amount of frost in Scotland, four five, six degrees in the inland Highland glens you'll never have frost out here on the on the real West coast. It'll always be it might it might come it might come close to it and in fact, I have to eat my words for a moment because last year, of course, I was recording for for the magazine out on, on south of here and, and a little to the east, right out on the coast, and it was most certainly freezing for, for several days. It is... I can't stress how unusual that is. It's almost unheard of, and especially in these climate-challenged days, it's it's is well nigh unheard of that there should be frost and several several degrees of it um, in on the west coast but very occasionally it happens and boy was it wonderful what photographs we had what days we had it's all coming it's all around the corner waiting to grow out of the grayness and I don't have anything to offer Poem-wise today, but that's what I want to say. I just feel this sense that everything is waiting to grow out of the greyness. That's the the phrase that comes to mind as I step back, really through this deep mud, and our weeks of we have empty barrows and and boxes for gardening back home in the garden and. All of them are full of the winter's rain because that's what it's been. It's not melted snow, it's rain. But you just have the feeling that it's going to change any day soon. I'm wearing three jumpers, I think, today. And I'm still feeling, I am still feeling the cold. It's always here, though, on the west because of the wind, because of that omnipresent wind. And so I look forward to recording next when all of it has changed and grown back and come to life at last
0: So there's one of our favourite voices of the countryside dear Kenneth Stephen our poet on a lovely walk on his homeland of Seal little island on the west coast of Scotland just off the west coast of Scotland and from one lovely voice of the countryside to two more lovely voices of the podcast studio I'm joined again by Hannah and Jack to talk about all things countryside hello chaps how are you Hello. Hello. Good to see you, good to see you. Um, before we get on to what we've all been doing, Kenneth, you'll have noticed, did say he hadn't recorded a poem for us. So I thought I was very remiss. I got in touch with him and he very happily has recorded one of his own poems, which I think is a very appropriate one for this time of year, called Winter Light. So a little bit more of lovely Kenneth.
3: Winter Light. To come through a low blue door, under the high grey wall of a forgotten garden, into a place in winter, roofed by grey sky, the scattered holly berries of a robin's song. Nothing is alive yet, all is deep and dark, wintered and fastened, shut into the earth, a book unopened, the whole story of the year asleep unwritten, underneath my feet. A door in the low sky opens. Sunlight struggles to silver the ground and fades. Soft things of rain whisper and nod and sing. This is enough. This is all I ask.
0: So that's what Kenneth's been up to. Walking out in the wilds of Seal and reading lovely poems. Um, Hannah and Jack, what have you both been up to in the wilds since we last since we last gathered across the internet like this?
2: I saw my first butterfly of the year you, what? this week. I know. I know we're
0: early February, but what, what and where?
2: Well, it was either a tortoise shell or a painted lady. I do get those two confused. And it was in my grandma's garden. And it flew into her kind of like greenhousey thing, got itself a little bit frightened by the windows, but then flew way out again. It's so very, very early. Yeah,
0: it's was it oh, a sort of sunny day then? Yeah, yeah. So they they can lots of species I think do hibernate in sheds and greenhouses. So that must have just warmed up and thought, oh, it's spring. Um, Well, it will have got a nasty shock today because it's the snow on the hills here this morning. So um, it being, well, what are we? The 4th of February. So first, second, second lot of snow I've seen this year, but it's icy. So not butterfly weather. How about you, Jack? You've been out and about rescuing any wildlife?
1: Well, I, I will just say you've had snow, but where I am today, it's a lovely sunny day. It it's one of those days where it looks deceptively warm outside. I know it's probably not, but it looks it. Um, but in terms of this week, since we last met, I've not actually really been able to get out that much.
0: You've been a busy man. I know you've been chained down in the basement. Busy I, guy. I should explain the basement is <laughs> the basement really is where where the podcast studio is. Studio's you, in the
1: basement. Not not
0: literally chained. <laughs> Jack. Well, we must get out soon definitely it would be good I know we've got some plans and before too long we will be out in in early spring woodland listening to wildlife and I've been out obviously I haven't been up in the snow and like you Jack it's now a glorious day here but I did have a really lovely little dog walk the other day where I reached the edge of our and went up onto the hill near a cluster of little houses little hamlet there was a really good population of Greenfinches singing away and I keep mentioning greenfinches because um, they've not done too well and they're on the they're on the red list which means that they've uh, their numbers have dropped dramatically so they're cause for conservation concern so I've been keeping an ear out anyway to cut a very long greenfinch story short here's a little bit of sound of them singing and it's a kind of staccato wheezy type thing but have a listen this is this is a Greenfinches in spring.
2: like the goldfinch core isn't it but sort of backwards
0: i know what you mean yeah it's quite sort of it's fast paced staccato-y jingly i think it's slightly more rounded notes i think of goldfinch as more metallic and this is slightly more rounded i hard to describe bird song i think then it has got that wee slightly wheezy thing going on every every little bit every sort of few seconds it's so, I think that's the male song. And actually, they're getting going quite early. So, there was quite a group of them all singing around in, the, in a little clump of trees. And um, yeah, quite exciting. Um, it almost feels like finding a rare bird now, seeing a greenfinch. So, that's some greenfinches. And that's what I'm calling our sound of the week for this week. We love, we prefer it actually, when listeners send in their own sounds. We love to hear little audio snippets from wherever you are. Could be a bit of bird song like the green finches could be just the sound of a lovely waterfall or gushing river anything send it in we'd love to play it and well we'd love to listen to it and we'll play it for everyone else i think we might even have a second sound of sound of the week this week
1: yes i have another sound of the week this one contains some very early bees and they are buzzing around the clematis in the garden of cultural magazine colleague joe pontin
2: Are they honeybees or bumblebees?
0: I think they're honeybees. I think his neighbour has some hives. So I, know I work with Joe uh, on a daily basis. And he, yeah, I think that's extraordinary. That actually was recorded in early January. So he's obviously two things flowering clematis and the intense buzzing of of those bees. There must have been loads. Of, I mean, it sounds like absolute loads of them. And Joe says they were quite a big swarm going on i don't know if it's a full swarm but but um extraordinary i've not seen any bees this year but then i've not been i haven't had my bee antennae on
1: they sound uh a lot angrier than i think bumblebees sound bumblebees seem to have a more softer hum mm. than yeah. a buzz yeah that was quite
0: intense that that that's a fierce old buzzing going on i think from this time well I'd rather like your butterfly hannah there's action on warm days what?
2: Now that you've talked about bees, I remember that I also saw a great big fat bumblebee the same day.
0: Well, that would be a queen. That's a queen bumblebee looking for a nest site. A lovely
2: site.
0: plump bumble. A bee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that
0: doesn't really work. Um, just lovely to hear these noises. And also, gosh, I can't, I can't wait for those warm days of late spring, early summer where you're just sitting... While well, lying in a hammock or something like that if one is lucky enough to possess such a device and listening to insects buzzing around and that sense of oh yeah it's 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 definitely one of those sounds that makes me excited that winter's grip is loosening and spring will be here
1: before we go i have had a look in the podcast post bag and noticed there is a letter in there which i, I guess for this week i'd like to I'd like to give to Hannah to, to read.
2: Oh, <laughs> She's
1: such a lovely voice.
2: Thank you, ever So. The letter's from Jenny Kilbride Roberts, and she says, I have been meaning to write to say how much I enjoy your podcast since I began listening to it during 2020. The last one with Jeremy Pound was so good, it finally moved me to email you. With several generations of family living near Abergavenny, my brother Gilbert Kilbride was a silk weaver at Llanover until his death in 2010. I have particularly loved the episodes from your home area. I also have family connections with Call the Island and on a visit in 2019 met someone from the West Wales Wildlife Trust who was monitoring the wildlife on the island. Would this make a good podcast? Just an idea.
0: Oh, that's a very good idea. That's down near. That's nearer you, Hannah. Would you like to go to Call the Island?
2: I absolutely would. That would be amazing. Well,
0: Jobs, the jobs yours. You're hired. <laughs>
2: thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jenny. We've got Hannah on the doorstep, ready for action. So I think let's set that up. And also, I, we I think there's lovely, interesting things to see on the Island. Isn't there a monastery there or something like that? And coupled with all the bird life, yeah. Well, well, let's look into doing that sometime in spring. Deal. Deal. Wonderful. Well, that's about it from this week's podcast. Thank you, Hannah and Jack, for your loveliness, as always. And to Kenneth for sending a long distance postcard all the way from the Western Isles. Really lovely to hear from him. And I'm sure he'll be back in spring with some tales of the wildlife as it awakens. But for now, it's goodbye from all of us. And join us again next week for another lovely adventure in the countryside. Goodbye.